0: you can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on
1: ABC, channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Well, if you have your Bibles, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 is where we're at. We're making our way through the Bible. Well, let's pick it up in verse 1. It says, But I determined this within myself, that I would not come again to you in sorrow. Now, uh, if you've been here with us, you know that the Apostle Paul wrote uh, 1 Corinthians to the church at Corinth. So this was a letter, 1 Corinthians was a letter to a church in the city of Corinth, and he rebuked them for all kinds of problems they had in the church. There was sexual immorality, they were misusing spiritual gifts, they were doing all kinds of strange things and he wrote them a letter to rebuke them. But here in verse 1, he said, I determined not to come in sorrow. And so he didn't want uh, his experience with this Corinthian church to all be, you know, kind of, you know, serious and, you know, kind of uh, sorrowful because he's rebuking them. He wanted it to be a joyful experience. Now, I think it's important because as we look at this, what Paul is saying is that, hey, I want to have joy with the church. Now, Paul, who probably experienced more trials in one year than some of us in our whole life, but he was very interested in living his life in joy, right? And, and he also, it's intriguing to me, that he was very concerned about finishing his race with joy. In Acts chapter 20, verse 24, he said, But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. Paul was saying, I want to go through life with joy, and I want to end with joy, right? To be joyful. Now, we know that that is God's desire, that we'd have a joyful life. Now, Paul wrote the first Corinthian letter, and it was very, you know, serious, And but that doesn't mean that you can't move on, right? You can be serious when you need to be serious and have joy when you need to be joyful. Now, there w- there are some churches, or there was a season in the church history in our country where... Being serious and somber meant you were spiritual, right? If you were like, and if you prayed with a serious voice, oh, Lord, right, whatever, you just had like a certain vibe that you were serious and spiritual, right? But what did Jesus say? We've read it a million times. John 15, 11, one of my favorite verses. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full that Jesus wants us to have a life full of joy. Paul's saying to the Corinthian church, hey, I know that that first letter was corrective, but I determined in my heart now that we're gonna move on and I'm gonna come to you in joy, not, not sad. Verse two, for if I make you sorrowful, then who is he who makes me glad but the one who is made sorrowful by me? So in other words, he's saying, I don't wanna make you guys sorrowful when I come, uh, because it'll make me sorrowful. So he's looking ahead. to He's going to go see them, right? He's writing the second letter to the Corinthian church. And he's, he's planning, right? Now, uh, we know that the Bible teaches us that it is good for us to think about our actions that we make today and how they affect us in the future. Proverbs 4.26 says, Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. In other words, we should think about what we're doing now and what we're saying now and where that's taking us in the future right i mean like a logical thing that our society should ask which you know maybe some of you should call into the news network and say hey if everybody is lgbtq there's not going to be any more children have you ever thought about that who's going to pay social security when we're old right i mean it's like uh these are some logical things that come to my mind from time to time right but I don't think that's what Paul's talking about. He's he's thinking about, hey, meeting this church, being joyful. And I think for all of us, we need to ask ourselves, hey, how I am thinking, how I am acting, how is that going to affect the people around me? And is it going to make them joyful? Or is it going to make them sorrowful? And, you know, there are times when discipline is necessary. uh, But we also need to be aware that the words we speak have a great impact on the people around us. Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we need to be reminded of that. The words you speak to people, they they bring joy or they bring bummer, right? They bring sadness, right? And, and and I really do believe as I just every single time I look at the news, I read about people being sad, and it's partly because of the lies that they're being told, right? And so Paul's saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to come to you, and I don't want to come in sadness. Verse 3 And I wrote this very thing to you, lest, when I came, I should have sorrow over those from whom I ought to have joy, having confidence in you, all that my joy is the joy of you all. And so Paul is saying, look, I should be joyful, right? Remember, Paul spent time there, ministered to the church there, wrote him a letter. And he's saying, you know, I wrote you the first letter to help you to get on track, get things straightened out, and then when I come that things would all be straightened out because that's what God's desire is, right? That we would live a joyful life. Now, if you think about the Corinthian church, they were very messed up. Paul's saying, I wrote you a letter, why don't you get things straightened out so that you could have a joyful life? Now, that's the same with your life and my life. When we rebel against God's word and against God's truth, what does it cause? It causes grief, it causes heartache, it causes confusion, sadness, all those sort of things. And when we walk in the Spirit, what does the Bible say? What, what happens when you get up in the morning and pray and say, Lord, I love you. I want to serve you and follow you. Fill me with your Spirit. And by faith, direct my day to do your will. Lord, your will be done in my life today. What does the Bible say that produces? Well, Galatians 5.22 says it produces. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace, right? So when you're filled with the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, love joy and peace now does that mean that you're not going to have some conflicts does that mean if you're a parent you don't have to discipline your kids no still got to discipline your kids right does that mean if you work somewhere then I have conflicts at work you're gonna have that but in your heart really what's overflowing your life is love and joy and peace now the bible says contrary to that that when you're wor- walking in the flesh when you're living after ca- the carnal nature in galatians 5 19 it says the works of the flesh are evident In other words, he's saying this is obvious to anybody spiritual that uh, the works of the flesh are. And then he gives four of them that deal with sexual immorality, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. Those are all to deal with sexual immorality. And then notice in verse 20, the next one's idolatry, sorcery. That word sorcery in the Greek is pharmakia. That's where we get the word pharmaceutical, recreational drugs. And then notice these next ones, works of the flesh, hatred, contentions jealousy outbursts of wrath selfish ambition so all of those have to do with being in the flesh being hateful contentious arguing jealous outbursts of wrath when i was reading this today i was thinking man uh this describes a lot of people in our society that they're just they're just hatred and and then there are people who stir that up and want people to do that there's actually people in our society now that tell other groups of people we have leaders in politics that tell groups of people it's okay to hate other people and to be jealous of other people and to be angry and to you know all those sort of things and when i hear that i think wow this is crazy to me right because as a student of the bible i realize what does that produce what are the works of the flesh produce well, it doesn't produce joy and peace and love. It produces sadness, depression, suicidal thoughts, all those sort of things, right? <clears throat> and so, you know, we all need to be aware that God is not the author of confusion, that Jesus came to give us a life of joy and peace and love. And so he doesn't want us to be bummed out. He doesn't want us to be sad. And Paul's saying that to the church in Corinth. He's saying, look, I wrote you that letter. wanted to get things straightened out, and I want to come and joy. Verse 4 for out of much affliction and anguish of my heart, I wrote to you with many tears. Now, in verse 4, he's talking about the first letter that he wrote, the first, uh, first Corinthians, and he didn't want them to misunderstand why he wrote first Corinthians. He's saying that with much affliction and anguish I wrote to you. He's saying, Look, with many tears I was sad. I didn't want to write that letter to you, right? In other words, he's saying, It's very painful for me to write that letter of correction. But it was needed because there were problems. Now, one of the great things about Paul, even though it caused him much anguish and he was sad and it caused tears, to write that letter in 1 Corinthians to tell them to stop sleeping around and having sex and being immoral and doing crazy things at church. and, And, you know, one of the benefits is that we get to learn from it, right, thousands of years later. But Paul was saying, it was painful for me to write that letter, Right. And, and then he goes on to say in verse four, not that you should be grieved, but that you might know the love which I have so abundantly for you. Now, <clears throat> if you are a student of the Bible and you can remember what's all in first Corinthians, what Paul's saying is all that stuff I said before, I want you to know I wrote you those things because I love you and I care about you. Right. And and what Paul is saying is that, you know, correction is part of love. Right? If you love your children, you correct them. And Paul is saying to those Corinthians, the church there in Corinth, hey, I wrote that first letter to correct you because I love you. Now, the Bible says that if God loves you, he will correct you, right? Now, how many of you have ever felt God's correction in your life, right? You, you felt it, right? I mean, i felt it, right? And, and uh, how many of you felt correction from your parents? I mean, I did, I used to ask my mom. Well, anyways, yeah, right. But uh, I felt a lot of correction. But here's the thing. The Bible tells us that in Hebrews 12, 5, he says, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you're rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, right? If the Lord loves you, he's going to correct you. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields its peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. In other words, that if God loves you, he's going to correct you, And this is a principle that goes all through life, right? And you know, God created marriage. God designed marriage. God designed the family structure. And when the Apostle Paul uh, was saying to those in Corinth why he wrote the letter, he said, because I love you. That's why I wanted to correct you. Now, we're going to stop there because we're out of time.
0: Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you.
1: Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at CalvaryCaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. on the CW Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you
0: might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services.
1: Today is the day you